Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got a crazy story of an entitled parent shaving both the heads of their young daughters. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Going through a messy divorce and my mother still expects me to prepare for Christmas as usual. I'm 26 and going through a very messy divorce. Been going on nearly 6 weeks now. Only found out I was keeping my house 2 weeks ago and managed to get my cats out of foster care and bring them home. Everything I have is going into keeping this house running as smoothly as possible as I'm mentally disabled so I have to rely on the benefits system. Whenever I can't buy physical gifts, I've always done baking hampers for my friends and family usually start at the beginning of December and get huge amounts of hampers made. My friends and family know what's happening, and the majority of them said they'd wait till January to get their hampers this year, as I've been scrubbing and sorting everything out as my ex-wife left me to do everything. Paperwork, finances, house, and our cats. Haven't stopped for two weeks until I finally collapsed out of exhaustion and got the flu this past four or five days. I've informed everyone I can what's happening, and everyone just wants me to get back on my feet and get better. Everyone but my mother. Like I said, it usually takes me a month to prepare the hampers that include homemade everything. Christmas cake, gingerbread, cheesecake, brownies, and tarts as a minimum for every hamper. I usually make around 10 to 15 hampers, so you can imagine how much work and time it takes. It's only in this last week have I sorted out the kitchen so I could start preparing and then the flu has struck me down. I've been sleeping most days because I physically cannot stop falling asleep. My mother's coming down on Friday night slash Saturday morning. I've had to say to her that I'm too physically ill and weak to do the usual orders in that time frame. I said I would do what I can, but most will come after Christmas now. That's not good enough for her. She said she wants the bare minimum, two full-size cheesecakes, a vanilla bean one and a caramel one with homemade caramel. And she also wants two full-size Christmas cakes. She's not a baker. She doesn't realize how much work just the Christmas cake is. Never mind the cheesecakes. The only reason they are essential is because they're being gifted to family members who no one likes. But we have to impress anyway because it's on my stepdad's side. I'm just so frustrated and tired and ill and I feel like she's being entitled. This was the reason I stopped doing big batch baking for her. She always expected a variety of time-consuming desserts ready whenever she would pop down. And it was my ex who told her to stop last time. I get it's Christmas, but I'm going through a horrendous time right now and I'm just trying my best. I feel OP's pain because, especially to your own mother, you don't want to tell them no. But I would think the right move is to just say you can't do it. That no. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, as my help, I'll pray. So, my mother's partner is lethally ill. Yesterday, her condition deteriorated to such an extent that the doctors put her in a coma so that she could pass away without suffering. When I heard that, I decided that I wanted to go to his family's house, a different country, to help him and his family as I could. But first, I need to find someone to take care of our cats. I called my grandparents and asked if they could take care of them until I come back. No problem. Someone just needs to fetch the cats to them. 400 kilometers and I don't have a car. Grandmom told me that my mother will come for Christmas to their house tomorrow. 
so maybe I could call her and ask if she could drive an extra 100 kilometers to the place where I live and take them. With my mother, I almost don't have contact with her because she's the main reason for most of my mental disorders, but well, the situation is hard. I don't know for how long I'll need help with these animals and because it's Christmas period most of my friends are going to their family's houses so they can't do that. So I called. After the whole litany about how bad a daughter I am because I don't call her regularly, she let me speak. I described the situation shortly. She knew before that my mother-in-law was ill and well I don't expect much but also I didn't expect to hear something like what she said. Yes, I'll drive to your grandparents' home tomorrow, but that doesn't mean anything if I'm driving already a thousand kilometers. I can't drive an extra hundred kilometers just to fetch your cats because you can't leave them alone. Animals are responsibilities, so if you can't fulfill them, give the cats to the shelter and go to your boyfriend. Everything that I can do for you is praying that you will receive help. And you're a terrible person. You won't come for Christmas to your real family because you need to work. I have a remote job, but at my grandparents' house, there's no internet connection. But you'll fly to the second end of the continent just because some woman who you never saw is dying? Who's more important to you? Your mother and your family or some strangers who don't care about you and will leave you as soon as they won't need you? You need to think about your priorities. Bye. Like, I expected some comments about getting rid of the cats, it's her typical text, and I know she's unable to feel any empathy, but everything else was like some unfunny joke. I won't help you because I'm lazy, but I'll pray that someone will help you? That I'm cruel because I want to support my partner in the worst moment in his life? Or tell me in which way people who she never saw will treat me in the future? I just don't know how to comment to it or react. I'm just sitting and crying in shock, pain, and again, huge disappointment about her. OP said it themselves, there's a severe lack of empathy here. I know it's their mom, but maybe they should take this as a lesson to let go of having any hopes or expectations that their mom even cares, really. This next story is, how do I know if my mom is entitled or if this is just life? I, 24-year-old female, have a great relationship with my mom, 57-year-old female, who's retired. I live with her and my brother, 24-year-old male, and have been all my life. We talk, share, and she's very supportive of my career and helps me out a lot when I'm not okay, which sadly is often. I've done everything I've wanted without complaints, gone out, boyfriends, parties. I was still pretty shy, so it wasn't crazy, and she trusted me. There's fighting, a regular amount, nothing too serious. Sometimes she wakes me when I miss my alarm or helps me with money, so I feel indebted. And her cooking is terrible. Recently, my grandmother, who's not that old, got sick. Thankfully, it was just a scare, but ever since, she's moved into my room. For a couple days, I've been co-sleeping in my mom's bed, the floor, or my brother's if he's at a night shift. It's not a big deal in my culture, although it's for some time. It's getting to me. I'm tired and I have to go to work early. Still, I feel like it's something I should do to help out. Thing is, I recently talked to a friend and it sort of hit me how often I do what I'm supposed to do and how scared I am to leave my mother on her own because I know she couldn't handle it. For example, when my grandma had this medical emergency, she called me who was at work in a different city instead of an ambulance so that I would call it instead, missing out on the opportunity to save her. 
Some years ago when my father died, I was the one talking to doctors and lawyers and signing stuff while she was the one crying. It was awful. I just lost my dad, yet I had to take care of it all on my own. Never complained. This is just two examples of many that I could think from the top of my head I don't want to overshare at the moment. I've always had to deal with these kinds of things, whether it's as simple as calling an electrician, paying family debt, or planning a funeral because I'm the responsible, grounded one. Is it fair? I've been mothering her ever since I turned 16 years old and planned my first funeral for my grandpa as I only realized it now when I needed help, but I had no one to turn to for it because I've always been the grown-up. A friend told me that the only way she got over something similar was moving out. That frightens me because I don't know if mom is unable to cope with stressful situations or certain tasks due to genuinely being unable to perform them or because she knows I'll do it. She isn't evil, so I don't understand why she would do that to me, but this is constant. I wouldn't want anyone to get unnecessarily hurt. Questioning if me helping is good or bad makes me even more sad. Maybe I'm just overthinking a regular part of life we all experience. I just honestly feel like I've missed out on some of my 20s, and this is way more than people my age do for their parents. Am I the problem? Does anybody experience something similar or have any advice? I honestly think I'll move out eventually, but I can't imagine her caring for herself without my help. She's shown me she can't for 10 years. It might be awkward here, but it sounds like there's love. I think you just need to communicate about this and how it makes you feel and how you need your independence. That it's not a, oh, we'll work towards it or, oh, eventually, but more a, I'm starting to work towards this now, so let's figure this out. Our next story is, my dad keeps sending his mail to my apartment. I recently started talking to my dad again, and I keep getting his freaking mail. We were no contact because he has zero boundaries or respect for others, and I couldn't take it anymore. Now I'm getting spam mail from Smile Train and Wounded Warriors and all that kind of crap in his name. Every time I've confronted him, he just keeps telling me he doesn't know how they got my information. He said it's because companies sell data and that they need to have the information to sell it in the first place. Am I insane? Is this actually a clerical error that's just happening across multiple companies or is he full of crap? It's driving me insane. I'm about to just stop saving his mail. It's annoying, but every letter that comes in for them put return to sender not at this address on the mail. Maybe at some point it'll work its way down the line to him. This next story is, mom tells daughter not to take things that don't belong to her, proceeds to steal her packages. This takes place almost a year ago before I moved out and went no contact. Backstory, I grew up in a household with my mother, maternal grandmother, and younger brother. My father wasn't present in my life except for one to two occasions a year. My grandmother was verbally abusive towards everyone, especially my entitled mother. When my grandmother died in 2008, my mother did not hesitate to move my entitled dad in. The abuse started almost immediately. Things such as physical violence, breaking my belongings, screaming insults and obscenities at me for hours at a time. My entitled mother did absolutely nothing to protect me or my brother. In fact, she joined in abusing us shortly after. My entitled mother and entitled dad had been steadily getting more controlling and abusive. I have both of these interactions on video if anyone's curious, as well as a few other interactions I mention. At this time, I worked for a large retail store in California. 
I worked 45 to 55 hours a week hoping to save enough to leave. I was woken up one morning at 5 a.m. to my entitled mother ranting about how I'd stolen her bottle. I told her I didn't know what she was talking about, and she proceeded to tear my room apart looking. Shocker, she didn't find anything and told me when she gets home today, she will tear my room apart to find it and I cannot take things that don't belong to me. A few days later, I came home one day mid-afternoon after opening. I was taking my clothes to do a load of laundry when I noticed a stack of packages in the back guest room nobody used, partially hidden behind the bed. I looked closer and it was a stack of boxes with my name on them. I should mention I was home alone at this time of day, which is why I felt comfortable enough to get some laundry done. I took the boxes to my room and waited for my entitled mother to get home. I confronted her and the conversation was as follows. I say, you know I get a photo when I have packages delivered, right? This was just a bluff, I wanted to see her reaction. She said, great. I said, so why were my packages stacked in the back room? She stares murderously at me. Because that's just where they ended up? I say, why? She says, because, well, you're leaving, stumbling over her words. I say, why are you keeping my stuff? She says, I'm not keeping your stuff. I want nothing from you. I say, then why were my packages being kept from me? She says, nothing of yours. That's where it happened to end up. I said, let's make sure this doesn't happen again because that's considered stealing. At this point, I turn to walk away and she yells, oh, whatever. A few minutes later, I'm literally using the restroom, pants down and everything. She barges in to have this conversation with me. Hurry up, turn the recorder on. I recorded all of our interactions because of things like this. You have no business anywhere else except your room. She regularly reminded me it wasn't my room. It was her room because it was her house. Me paying rent didn't matter to her. I said, then place my things in my room when they get delivered. She says, you have no room for any of your stuff. My things were in boxes at the time to prepare for moving, so admittedly it was a bit cramped, but I had plenty of room for a couple small boxes. I said, at least let me know when something's delivered. Don't hide it from me. She says, it's been on the front porch for a week. This was a blatant lie, as it hadn't been there the day before or the morning when I went to work. I have to walk on the front porch daily. I said, no it hasn't, I've never seen it there. She says, whatever, whatever, it's been out there a week. I say, then let me know when it's here. She says, I don't have to tell you crap. Let me know if you want more stories, I have a lot. Feel free to ask for the videos as well. I'm glad that they're not like handsy, like they're not trying to rip the recording device out of your hands and smash it, because it really does make it a lot better to be able to put them on tape. I'm sure it prevents them from going too far. This next story is, Entitled Mom Wants Money From A Charity. For a little backstory, my family's really into Halloween, and has always been, and I had the idea in 2019 to build a haunted house in our backyard. And it went well, and this year we decided to build it again, bigger and better. 2020 we couldn't because of COVID, and it's free to enter. We take donations at the front for a charity of choice each year and donate half the proceeds. My family and I, 21 years old, put our own money into the construction, and it takes a month, so very hard. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Work and a decent amount of money. I love making others happy and helping out the community I live in. And that's the main reason we do it. We most definitely don't make a profit of this. This year's charity is for my neighbor's kids charity that has autism and epilepsy at age 6. Anyways, to the story. Saturday was the big day over the weekend and my team of actors and I were so excited and we had a very successful night. Over 500 people entered and $460 raised. Big increase from 200 people the first year. But as the night was ending, a mom and her two kids came to the front and this is how she started the conversation to my girlfriend at the entrance. She says, are you guys seriously charging for this? I have two little kids, they should be free. My girlfriend says, no ma'am, it's free as the sign says, but we're taking donations for a local neighbor's charity. She says, okay, but what's the charity and who's it for? Girlfriend explains the charity and shows a handout on charity for the little boy. She says, why does he need the money? There are people who can't afford basic needs like food and water. I live paycheck to paycheck, and this money would benefit my family more than this boy. You could give the money to my family and be happy knowing you helped a family. And anyways, the money you raise probably won't be that significant in helping the boy. My girlfriend said, I'm sorry you feel this way. I'm sorry about your situation, but this boy suffers from over 50 seizures a day and this money will go towards his medication and treatment. But enjoy the haunted house. The entitled parent got in line and was rolling her eyes and huffing and puffing. Girlfriend told me on the radio as she was in line, and I chased her out of the haunted house down the path with a chainsaw. Her kids really love the haunted house though. Just for clarity, this story took place in Halloween of last year. Sure is nice to have entitled people come by and you can just chase them with a chainsaw and get away with it. Our next story is, Entitled Dad makes me sick because he doesn't believe in my medical condition. So this happened earlier today and I'm not able to sleep because of the pain this incident caused. 
so I decided to post about it on here. For some background, I have a severe case of celiac disease, which means I absolutely cannot eat gluten or else I'll get sick. Extreme stomach pain, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, diarrhea, you get the idea. I rarely go out to eat because of the possibility of cross-contamination, but I'm visiting my parents' native country and their families, so my relatives insisted on going out to eat for lunch. Before going to the restaurant, we specially called and checked to make sure that the dish I wanted to order was completely gluten-free. My uncle even specified what gluten-free was and asked about the ingredients, they weren't listed on the menu, to be extra careful. The owner assured us that it was completely gluten-free and he'd make sure they prepare it well. Once we get to the restaurant and they serve the food, we checked once again to ensure the food was gluten-free and told them that I could not have food with gluten because of my medical condition. Once again, the owner assured us that it was gluten-free, so I began eating. After finishing half of my food, my mom tasted a bite of my food and felt suspicious that there was wheat in it. I don't know how, mother's intuition, I guess. Upon further investigation, we found that my food was made with breadcrumbs. At that point, I was already starting to feel sick and dizzy, which wasn't ideal because this was my last day here. My aunt disappointedly informed them about their mistake and then asked for the bill, as we knew we couldn't trust them when it came to the ingredients in the food. As we began to leave, the owner pulled my uncle aside and pointed me, saying, Madam is doing this because she wants to lose weight, right? I've heard many people stop eating wheat to cut down on their weight, but... My aunt quickly corrected him and said, It's a medical condition. But he kept going on his rant and opened a magazine and showed us, See this transformation? I lost so much weight just walking. Same with my son, he had many issues, but the best medicine is just walking and it'll fix this issue. I would know, raised him, and look how he turned out. You should walk as much as possible and you'll lose weight very quickly. So that's why it's okay I gave you gluten, because I know it's okay to have it. If you just walk extra, then this will be cured, and everything will be good. He continued ranting like this for another minute, all the while my aunt kept trying to tell him that I had a medical condition. Eventually, everyone got frustrated trying and left. I've been extremely sick because of this, but otherwise I find it quite funny, as it was an interesting last memory to have with my family before I left. Unfortunately, gluten stays in your system for three days, so I hope I don't end up throwing up everywhere on my flight home tomorrow. Did this restaurant owner not very ignorantly open themselves up to a lawsuit? Not that OP necessarily would, but also I didn't know that gluten stays in your system for three days. That's awful. This next story is, Entitled Parent Thinks They Own The Place And Disregard The Rule. This story dates back to my second or third year working inside a private compound. This compound has a gym, pool, and tennis court, all of which I'm assigned to take care of. I mostly stay in the gym on desk and I keep an eye out on the pool and tennis court and enforce some rules. One of which is a really important one that's been repeated many times in emails and it's do not leave any personal belongings by the poolside after you have left. This rule is really important due to the constant guests people bring to the pool. And of course having a random floaty or towels all over the place isn't a good look. The story began when one family that broke the rule a few times leaves a giant smiley face floaty by the poolside that I encountered while opening the gym. Normally, I would tell them to take it, but I was told to confiscate the floaty and deflate it to fit in our storage room. 
So I spent about an hour laying on said floaty for it to deflate. Context was due to it being too big. I couldn't simply put weights on it or leave it to deflate alone. If so, it would have taken a few days. The second day, one of the parents' children decided to ask about it. I'll be using K. The kid wasn't entitled but was spoiled. And BB, big brother of the kid. And last but not least, EP, entitled parent. The kid said, hey, I'm sorry, but have you seen a big smiley floaty? I need it to play with my friends. I said, I'm sorry, but we've confiscated the floaty. They said, why did you do that? It's my floaty. I said, well, we've told you many times not to leave it by the poolside, and this isn't the first time. So if you wish to get it back, you'll have to talk to the owner of the compound. Side note, the owner and his wife, who are my boss, are the ones who enforced the rule and told me to do what I did. In comes Big Brother. He said, hello, I want to ask about a big floaty that has a smiley face drawn on. My sister says you have it. I said, hello, yes, we do, and it was confiscated and put away, since you left it at the poolside, even though we have a rule not to do so. He says, can't you just give it back? I say, no, your parents will have to talk to the owner of the compound. He leaves, and the other day, the parents came. The entitled parents said, OP, my kids told me you confiscated their floaty? You have no right to do so, give it back. I say, hello, Mr. and Mrs., As I've told your kids many times, we confiscated it because you left it by the poolside, and we've informed you multiple times that it isn't allowed, and you've broken the rule more than once. It was demanded of me to confiscate it and not give it back without the owner's permission. They start to raise their voice. This isn't your place or your job to do so. These are our property and we can do whatever we want. You can't just take our belongings and hold it without our permission. I said, if you wish to complain about this, you're more than welcome to speak to the owner. As I've told your children, if you want to retrieve it, you have to do so directly. And perhaps something could have been worked out. They left, and the other day, I get a call from my boss whilst laughing at the matter and telling me that I did a good job and to just give it back for now. The entitled parents were pissed that it was deflated, so they demanded for us to reflate it, but we told them to do it themselves. Our next story is, it's my money, isn't it? To give some context, I'm a 20-year-old female turning 21 this April. I'm in my final year of university and work a part-time job as a phlebotomist, making roughly $1.2,000 a fortnight. Since I make a comfortable living, I'm able to save a fair bit, but also buy the things I want. Obviously, I'm conscious about how much I spend, but I'll spend $80 worth of products online once a month as a treat. Since these packages come from overseas, I'll get random boxes being delivered to the house. I think this has become an issue with my parents, to the point that I'm getting asked about sending screenshots of my bank account to show proof that I'm actually saving. Every now and again they spring the question of, how much do you have right now, in hopes of me telling them. I don't know why, but I feel very uncomfortable with answering the question because, why do you need to know? But since I'm so reluctant to answer, it's gotten worse and worse to the point that they'll demand to take me to the bank so they can see exactly how much I have. In this situation, what does one even feel? I'm so confused as to why I even disclose how much I have, or why I can't spend the money I'm working 45 hours a fortnight to earn. I never ask them for money because I'm responsible for myself and continue to support myself through uni, transport, and everything else I need. I mean, it's one thing if they want you to save up, but they should be able to be more than satisfied if you say, yes, I'm saving up. They don't need to know how much is in your bank account. 
This next story is entitled Mom Gets a Taste of Her Own Medicine. This story is actually back from when my parents were still together. I was maybe 7 or 8 and my little sis was 5 or 6. This story is about the time my sister and I had head lice. There is really no other way to say this. My mother is lazy. She will do anything to not have to work. She had me cleaning the bathroom and doing the laundry or any cleanup from the time I was 8. One thing she hated above all else was brushing our hair, or in this case, combing out eggs. Her way to get around both was to shave our heads. She took us both to the kitchen and sat us down on chairs and shaved us to the scalp. It took three years for my sister's hair to grow back and two for me to grow back to where I was pre-haircut. Even after our hair grew back, we endured bullying and name callings, telling us we were boys. My aunts still have not forgiven her for that. They were angry on our behalf and have made this well known. But the one part that lets me look back at this and smile just a little is she did this against my dad's wishes. He was pissed because she went behind his back after he told her in no uncertain terms that he would not allow that. So he got revenge for us. He made her sit in that same chair and he shaved her head too. She never tried to do that again. Suddenly, picking eggs out of her daughter's hair for a couple hours wasn't as big a deal. Our next story is, am I overreacting? Hi, I'm 14-year-old male. I'm wondering if I'm overreacting over the fight I had with my ma'am, 45-year-old female. I'm Irish, we say ma'am. For the education in Ireland, there's a few thingies. Please Google it because I don't know stuff. CBAs and junior cert is the closest one. For my English CBA, you have to talk for at least two minutes on a topic. I was doing it with my friend until I asked her if we could do it separately since I think it would be easier. Yesterday I had to go home early right before my English class where we were working on the CBA. I went to my teacher and asked, uh, miss, I'm going home now, so how long do we have left to work on the CBA? She said tomorrow, today the time I'm writing this, is the last day to work on it and you'll present it after Christmas. I thanked her and went out of the school to my ma'am. I texted her earlier saying I would be a little late because I had to talk to my teacher. She asked what and I said about the CBA. She said, what did you ask? I said, just how long we have left for the CBA. She says, how long do you have left? I said, Tuesday. Today, the time I'm writing this times two, is the last day to work on it. She said, okay, and we went to get my sister's hair done. Nobody would be home if I went home at the time school ends. While she was getting it done, my ma'am brought up the CBAs. I sort of forgot how the conversation went, but it went similar to, wait, so you have to hand the CBA in tomorrow? I said, no, it's the last day. All I need is to make my poster. She's saying, so you're telling me you don't have your work finished? I said, basically, all I need is the poster to finish. She says, why isn't it done? I lied here because she would be asking why I decided to do it on my own and would get mad at me for it because friend's name wanted to do it separately. Then she got mad at me and giving out saying she's disappointed and all. I started crying because, you know, hearing that hurts. This part hurt me more though. She took out her phone and turned on the flash, acting as if she was going to take a picture of me. It was kind of dark. I looked away, covered my face, repeatedly saying stop, and she laughed. That witch freaking laughed at her son crying. I don't know how this bit started, but when I answered her back, she said, what's the tone for? I said, there's no tone. She says, what's that then? Meaning the way I spoke there. 
I said, it's not a tone. When my sister came back from getting her hair done, I was still crying and wiping away tears. After a while of just quiet and driving, she asked, what happened with Aaron, my name? Entitled mother said, he got given out to. I say, and when I was crying, you took out your phone and tried taking a picture of me. She says, I didn't. I just turned on the flash. You can't take a picture with the flash on the whole time. Sister says, you can. She says, let me take a picture of you and show you. My sister says, don't take a picture of him. My entitled mom says, at least give me some credit and puts the phone semi-aggressively down and then quiet almost the entire time until we got home. Until she made me redo my CBA at home and everything. Like, it's better than it was before, but still. Am I overreacting? It's kind of sad how they blatantly took their phone out to try to get like a rise out of you or like put you down even harder. And then they immediately try to pivot to their own other kid saying, oh no, that's not what I was doing at all. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.